It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. Decal's vision is that every child in Georgia will have access to high-quality early care and education regardless of family income or location. That's a big vision, and it can't be accomplished without support from child care advocates all across the state. And one of the strongest supporters is the Georgia Early Education Alliance for Ready Students that most people know as GEARS. And Commissioner, today we wanted to take a closer look at this great organization and community partner. Right, so we invited Mindy Benderman, the executive director of GEARS, who has been a great partner of DECAL um, and of me personally. You know, I've been here about five years, and Mindy just kind of took me under her wing. And it's nice to have a partner in this work because sometimes early learning is a hard sell for some reason. Mm. <laughs> uh, and it's nice to have a partner like GEARS. And she had been doing it uh, for a while before you got here, and so I can see how that worked out great. Uh, so, Mindy, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you. I love partnering with the Department of Early Care and Learning and working on early childhood in Georgia. See, I thought you worked here when I first started because you were always <laughs> Sometimes here. it feels that way. <laughs> Which is a good thing. You say, well, do you see Mindy much? I see her all the time. <laughs> oh, she's with another organization. Wow, that's pretty cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about you. How did you end up leading an organization like this and what was life like, if you can remember, before Gears? Um, Gears is nine years old in September. So before that, um, well, first of all, I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, and moved to Atlanta with my family about 13 years ago now hmm. from the Maryland area. I had gone to law school in Washington, D.C., and moved to Baltimore, Maryland, where I was doing government relations and public policy work on a variety of issues, including education. Mm. When I moved to Atlanta, I began working at Voices for Georgia's Children as their first director of government relations. Another great partner, by the way. And they continue to be a great partner. Right. And it was there, really, that I started focusing on early childhood birth to five. Gears was established, and I wasn't involved in the in the original commission that started, it, started us, but there was a commission that had been put together by by the United Way of Greater Atlanta. Hmm. And that was chaired by Beverly Daniel Tatum, who at the time was the president of Spelman College, and Dennis Lockhart, who at the time headed the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta. Hmm. And um, they came together, and that commission, after two years of study, said we need an independent, so we're not part of DECAL, hmm. or United <laughs> Way, an independent organization that focuses like a laser beam on kids' birth to five, and focuses on policy, research, and public awareness building. They really, founded Gears, and I was hired as the first executive director as a result of a lot of the work that I had done at Voices and with legislators on policy on early childhood. Just a natural fit. It yeah, worked out well. Great. I never wanted to be an executive director. I've grown a lot in that part of the position and had a lot of fun. I have a great team and a really um, engaged, um, passionate board and great partners. Yeah. Let me just say this. Some executive directors you never see. They sort of disappear. <laughs> yeah. Not Mindy. Yeah. She's on the battlefield <laughs> out there every <laughs> day. So uh, I think true. that's great. So the GEARS mission is to inspire and provide leadership for a statewide movement on quality early learning and healthy development for all children ages birth to five. And your vision is by 2020, all students will enter kindergarten, prepare to succeed, and on a path to read to learn by third grade. That's a big vision and a big mission. So in your opinion, how well are we doing here in Georgia in supporting that mission and vision? And, in your opinion, what are the most necessary ways for our state to advance? 
We are really lucky in Georgia. I'm always so proud when I go around the country and meet with partners to say that I'm from Georgia. We were um, one of the first to have universal pre-K. We were one of the first states in the country to have an independent, separate government agency that focuses just on early care and learning and decal. And we have a lot to build on and be proud of in the state. We also have a lot of work to do, specifically with our youngest learners, our infants and our toddlers. Mm -hmm. We are have been working together, but also with partners around the state to make childcare higher quality, to make it more affordable, um, to figure out ways that parents can afford to work while children are learning in high quality environments um, with highly trained and respected teachers. Um, and so we have a lot of work to do, I think, in, in, in that um, arena. But we've made some important changes, things like DECAL's Project Little that focuses on training teachers and how to best interact with kids in infant and toddler classrooms. Um, ways that we're looking at making childcare more accessible and high quality, things like qual our quality rating and improvement program. Mm -hmm. um, but again, funding is always an issue. Teacher retention mm -hmm. and teacher training is an issue. And teaching parents how to identify quality and the importance of that is, is always a challenge too. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking to parents, providers, legislators, general public, where do you start in discussing the importance of early childhood education? So what we have learned over time is the first place we start is at the very beginning, telling people who really it might be what their grandmothers or grandfathers knew intuitively, but about the importance of brain development in those first three years of a child's life and building a strong foundation for the future. So we talk about brain science. Mm. And one of our goals is to make everyone a brain scientist and to understand the millions of synaptic connect connections that are formed every second in a young child's life and why serve and return relationships and interaction is so important. But after that, there are a lot of messages and it really depends on the audience. Mm -hmm. If I'm talking to a business person, I might talk about the economic impact that early childhood has on the state of Georgia, um, both the economic impact that the, that the um, industry itself brings um, but also what we know now about what happens when families don't have childcare and the pressures that it puts on their ability to work. And in fact, we did a study last year with the Metro Chamber of Commerce that found that $1.75 billion of economic activity, excuse me, economic activity a year is lost in Georgia when parents don't have access to childcare. Mm. 1.75 billion. Wow. So we talk about that economic impact. With parents who, and every parent is born, when a child is born, every parent wants to be the very best child they can be. And so what we try to do is give parents skills to do that and give them the supports that they need and the understanding about how to interact with a child. Um, we talk with philanthropists, we talk with teachers. Um, about the importance of a future in Georgia where children are educated, where they are supported and loved, where they have the access to health care needs and developmental, need, developmental supports that they need so that they can be successful as adults. And that all begins in the very first years of life. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming politically, this is really across the aisle. This is both parties support this year. What is great about Georgia, and one of the reasons that I am so proud to be from Georgia, is that early care and education has been something that has been embraced in a bipartisan way. We have had governors, starting with Zell Miller, continuing 
all the way through today with Governor Kemp mm-hmm. who have supported our pre-K program, mm-hmm. who understand and support the liter- early literacy and the need to, to build early literacy skills. We have legislators who have been great supporters on both sides of the aisle here in Atlanta at our state capitol, but also our congressional delegation in D.C. Mm-hmm. is equally supportive of these issues. And when I go around the state, I was in Athens yesterday. I was in Columbus last week. Um, I was in Savannah before that. You find mayors, business people, um, state officials who really are engaged in trying to come up with solutions to support families at this begin at these beginning stages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely agree with that. You're seeing a lot of work at the local level right now. It's really impressive. I was in Columbus last week too. They're doing some great things in Columbus. So Gears emphasizes the impact that early childhood education today will have on our economy and workforce tomorrow. So talk a little bit about that and how do companies respond to that message and what role do they play? So I was talking just a minute ago about our report. Mm-hmm. We call it Opportunities right. Lost that we just issued last year with the Metro Chamber of Commerce. And now we're having a lot of conversations with chamber members and others about what role business business does play because we see early childhood is a public-private partnership everyone plays a role Um, local government state government the federal government but families in their own homes neighbors and clearly businesses whether that's flexible workplaces whether that's ways to incentivize employees um, subsidies for childcare. I was just mm-hmm. hearing a story the other day about a company that gives, I think, $8,000 a year for childcare for their employees, both because nice. they um, want families to be able to show up on time, you know, be be responsible and be dependable, but also because they see it as an employee retention manner, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially today when it's really hard to find good employees. We've got mm-hmm. low unemployment. There aren't a, a lot of people out there. This is a benefit that I think businesses are starting to see mm-hmm. it is something that um, can help them attract those employees. And you know, Cures hold several events throughout the year to involve and engage the public in early childhood education. You have listening tours and bus tours to the Mayor's Summer Reading Club here uh, in Atlanta. Talk about some of these events and some of the things you have coming up. Well, we just had a great bus tour where we went all the way to Savannah to see Parent University and Early Learning College. We filled a bus with 40 people. They were child care advocates. They were, uh, we had a legislator, we had philanthropists, we had school system people, and we spent two days driving through Georgia looking at parent engagement programs, looking at high quality early learning centers and um, other programs that serve families. We do that every year. And so for the listeners out there, um, we'll, we usually post around February an application because it is competitive and we would love people to participate in that. We've been doing a lot of, um, we have a speaker series and in addition to that we do film screenings throughout the year. So we have a film screening coming up on um, September 12th and that screening is um, a, a, a movie called Any, Nor Any Drop to Drink about lead poisoning mm. and what lead exposure does to young kids. Mm. Um, something really important. So we're trying to engage people in some different ways. Mm -hmm. During election season, we host candidate forums. The idea is both to educate candidates about these issues and to let candidates share their ideas, because there's lots of different ideas with the public. And so um, those are some of the things that we've done and some of the things we have coming up. Yeah. 
So Gears played a huge role in the launch of Quality Rated back in 2012 and continues to play a major role in marketing and communicating the program to the public. What was that experience like for you and what are some of your takeaways and how do you feel the program is doing today? Can't wait to hear this. (laughs) (laughs) So way back, that commission that established us, one of the first goals that they set for us was working with the state to establish a quality rating and improvement program. Um, Those programs at the time were relatively new around the country. Mm -hmm. Georgia didn't have one yet. And that was the first challenge they asked us to do. They asked us to do that because in 2008, Department of Early Care and Learning had commissioned a study that found that two thirds of our infants and toddlers were in poor quality care. Mm -hmm. And that was a wake up call. Mm -hmm. So uh, we all agreed something had to be done. Governor Deal was elected right after we were established and he agreed with us. And we worked together with people at the Department of Early Care and Learning and our partners at Georgia Family Connection Partnership Mm -hmm. to think about what this would look like, this improvement system. And we saw it both as a tool for parents to engage and understand and identify quality, but also as a way to both with carrots and sticks, incentivize centers to improve their quality over time. So we're pleased. We're pleased at the newest mandate by the state that by the end of 2020, any licensed program that wants to continue to receive kids that get a CAP scholarship must be quality rated. We think that's really important. We have been, we've learned a lot over time because we've been the partner that's really helped with the public awareness Mm -hmm. campaign. Mm -hmm. And we had three goals in doing that. The first one was establishing this conversation around quality rated Mm -hmm. so people would understand the brand. Mm The next was increasing the demand for high quality care. We, we knew that we needed consumer demand um, so that child care providers would actually participate in the program. People have to ask for it. People have to value it. We wanted to, to do that. And we also wanted to get businesses and policymakers and others um, informed about the benefits of the quality rated program so that they could help encourage mm-hmm. um, programs to, to invest. We've been excited about this. We've learned a whole new social media campaign. We've been working with mommy bloggers and others to help because they're influencers in communities that we can't get into. Yeah. We've done paid media together. We've learned about branding. Um, but what we're most pleased about now is that there is an understanding um, of the brand. I think people recognize quality rated. We're seeing huge upticks um, in people who are searching for high quality care by going to www.qualityrated.org. And um, we're noticing that people are using that website. We when, we when I go to providers and who are quality rated and I ask them about their experience, I'm gratified by the fact that not only have they had a good experience with the program, but they believe they've improved their quality as a result of the program. Mm-hmm. So for all those reasons, we're feeling really positive um, and really pleased, again, that Governor Kemp has reiterated his support of this program because this is something that needs to be sustained over time. Right. We will always have programs that need to improve quality, mm-hmm. and we will always have parents that are looking for child care and need some help. And it's kind of a fun branding way to let parents know this is a quality-rated program. I, I know we weren't the first state to the table at this. I know we other states have done it. We're a it, little but, late to the table, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I think in the 40s, maybe, yeah. 40-something yeah. Mm-hmm. state to do that. But, you know, is it just because I'm sitting here at DECAL, or have we gained traction really quickly with this program? I mean, uh, what do you think? Amy, what do you think? I think we've gained <laughs> a lot of traction. I think when I first came on board in 2014, um, and then looking forward to now, we've gained a lot of traction with parents asking for quality rated, centers excited about it and happy about the experience. 
funders excited about the progress that we've made. I mean, there's definitely more progress to make. Mm-hmm. Um, our own staff understands it and is excited about it. And in our own, our own study that we did, um, not related to quality rated, but related to pre-K and the wait list, was 18% said they chose their pre-K site because it was quality rated. So so that's a good thing that mm-hmm. parents are actually asking for it. And I also, one of the innovative things that we've done that I think has been really fun and has also increased kind of awareness and respect for the program is we have ambassadors who mm-hmm. are who are there who are child care providers right. who are going out to their peers and talking about the benefits of the program. Right. And that's some of the most fun stuff to yeah, hear. Absolutely. Yeah, we had a program on the peer support network yes. and it's very effective. Right. Um, I mean, can you imagine child care providers, such a competitive industry, but getting together and sharing best practices yeah. through And I think back to uh, the Barnes administration and mm. they were going to they were trying to set up this type of quality rated system. They called it Jelly, which was the same thing as a tiered quality rating and improvement system. So to know that that was a thought back um what was that the early 2000s late late yeah early 2000s and now we finally got it up off the ground it's part of the culture and early learning in georgia mm-hmm. so and just a quick mm-hmm. story to talk about how much parents really right. have have are proud that their child goes to a quality rated center we recently did a dinner to gather stories from parents about kind of their experiences at quality rated centers and DECAL helped us reach out to parents. Um, a lot of our partner centers also helped reach out to parents. Um, and so we had this dinner in, in the city of Atlanta a couple weeks ago. And the guy who was delivering the food for the dinner asked what we were doing. And he said, oh, I got a notice about that. My child goes to a quality rated mm-hmm. center. And my fabulous staff said, well, you need to come back. Come on back. Bring your child. He did. He came <laughs> back. Great. He was so proud to tell mm-hmm. his story and show off his beautiful little girl mm-hmm. and talk about their great experience with a quality rated center. Mm-hmm. And so when you have parents who get that excited to talk about their child care yeah. experience, right. that shows we're doing a lot yeah. right. Yeah. Made the connection, came right. back. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. Right. So how do we change the culture? We, we talk about not saying daycare, but saying child care. Gears is stressed, not saying K through 12, but saying P through 12 for pre-K. Do you see attitudes and perceptions changing about these earliest years? I do see early attitudes changing. I think that a lot of it is that we have reached a point where people understand that if kids show up in kindergarten and they have a great healthy lunch packed and all their supplies in their backpack, but they haven't exercise their brains and learn vocabulary and learned how to get along with others and express their emotions before they step in that mm-hmm. public school door in kindergarten, they're not going to be prepared. Mm. And so I think that one of the, the things that Georgia has done really well, um, and it, it shows up in our polling as well, is um, that building that support for investments and education in the younger years. So in that way, we're doing well. We always have to change public perception, and I think a lot of that is one-on-one conversations. Um, I often tell people we don't care for the day. We Mm -hmm. care for children. Mm -hmm. That's why we don't call it daycare. They're not daycare workers. They're teachers Mm -hmm. who are educated and respected. And to me, teachers in those first three years are as important as Harvard professors Mm -hmm. or UGA professors. Um, because they build that foundation. So we have a program we call our 2,000-day program where we train ambassadors to talk about those first 2,000 days of a child's life. That's when a ch- but the 2,000 days between a child, chi- the day the child is born and the day they step into kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And we 
train them on speaking to their community groups, their church groups, and others. Um, and so that's something that the listeners can look on our website, look at the first 2,000 days, sign up as an ambassador, and we will give you all the tools you need to help us change public perception. So I know Gears does work all over the state, but here in Atlanta in 2018, you convened a group of 24 leaders, which was called the Atlanta Early Education Leadership Council. So talk a little bit about that effort and what was accomplished. That has been a really fun new challenge because when we were established, we really were established as a state to build a statewide movement. Um, and we didn't do a whole lot of work deeply in communities. And over time, we realized that there is some great work being done in communities, but sometimes there's either duplication of services or some of the great people doing the work feel like they're siloed. Right. And we wanted to create a table at which community leaders in any community could get together, learn from each other, and really plan planfully a vision for their community um, over and above investments that were made at a state level and over and above current philanthropic efforts, but to take the strength of the community, identify needs, and come up with a plan. We figured we would start in the city of Atlanta because we had a lot of interest there, and we brought together the commissioner. Um, we brought together 25 people, including the commissioner, the mayor Bottoms, Dr. Kastarfin, the superintendent of Atlanta schools, her school board chair, Jason Estevez, Felicia Moore, who is the um, city council president. We brought together business leaders like Kevin Greiner. Um, and then we brought together our Head Start providers mm -hmm. from Sheltering Arms, from YMCA, from Easter Seals, and a pre-K teacher of the year, and a parent in, in one of the communities, mm -hmm. really together to create this vision for the city of Atlanta and what we could do. And it came up, we came up with eight recommendations. We're beginning now to implement those recommendations to work on funding and continue to meet to plan and share data and share outcomes so that what we hope over time is we're really going to see a change in the traje trajectory of those kids and hopefully replicate it in communities mm -hmm. around the state. And this has led to something called PACT or Promise All Atlanta Children Thrive. What's the makeup of that group and, and what's being done on that? So we're currently creating an advisory committee. GEARS will be what we call the backbone organization of that group, meaning we'll work with implementing partners. So there's eight recommendations, things like establishing a scholarship fund in the city of Atlanta, um, grants to, for capital expansion for infant and toddler slots, a um, Institute, a leadership institute where the center directors of early childhood centers and elementary school principals will meet and learn together about child development and get to know each other so that they can better work together on that pipeline of children. All these eight recommendations will have implementing partners. GEARS is not, we do policy, advocacy, and research. We don't do a lot of program. So we'll work with partners, and we've started to identify some of those um, who will help implement that plan, and we will then provide do the research and again the public awareness building and the fundraising and the governance around that work so we're starting to build an advisory board we're actually starting we're in a search now to hire a director for this project we've raised we've started to raise the funds and have started we're about to launch our first class of this leadership program hmm. the scholarship fund um, that'll be targeted in west side communities in the washington and douglas clusters will launch later this early the early in the fall quality care for children is running that and um we're on our way to really i think making a difference and an impact over time now this may be premature but i heard you allude to this a second ago is atlanta 
um, sort of the prototype for something you want to do all over. We believe that this is that this is something that we would like to see communities around the state do. Mm-hmm. We think that we could this this could be something that is a nationwide model. That when you get community leaders focused and again meeting together, we have so many great mm-hmm. things going on in our community, but often they don't sit together and share it mm-hmm. and ensure that there's not duplication and also figure out where the greatest need and priorities should lie. And um, yeah, we believe and we think we have communities around the state now. I mean, we know we have some communities doing this already and more that are poised to do this really successfully mm-hmm. in the future. It's great. Yeah. So, Mindy, let's say there's someone listening to this who's not a corporation or a lobbyist or a state employee or anyone that you talk to on a regular basis. They're just someone who happens to tune into our podcast, hear about Gears. They like what they're hearing about your mission and vision. What can what can they do? Everybody plays a role. And it could be as simple as seeing a young child at um, a restaurant and talking to them. Right, that that serve and return relationship that we talk about helps build the connections in a child's brain. So it can be as easy as that, or helping a young parent I, who's looking for quality childcare and making sure they know about www.qualityrated.org, mm-hmm. the website that can help them find childcare. You can sign up to for our action alerts to help us advocate at a state or federal level um, on to support programs that are really essential to these families. Again, I talked about that 2,000-day ambassador program. We would love people to sign up on our website. It's www.gears, with G-E-E-A-R-S.org. So you can do that. Um, You can subscribe to our newsletter. You can make a donation to Gears. We are a private nonprofit and always need support. Um, But really, more than anything else, we need advocates for young children. I talk a lot about the fact that when parents kind of leave, their kids leave that that age, they are gung-ho in the PTA, or they are working really hard for their college alumni association. Um, But we need people who are just as passionate and just as engaged and involved um, in programs and centers for teachers in those very first five years of life. Mm -hmm. And um, I think everyone can make an impact. You know, you're talking about finding a child in a restaurant situation. Have you ever noticed that there might be a small child, even in the care of their own family, but they're looking at you like you're sitting behind them and there's that smile. They're looking for you to reinforce, you know, a lot of the things that we're doing. And, and sometimes so, parents need a little help, too. Have you ever been in a grocery yes, store yes. and mom's trying desperately to, like, reach the bottom aisle, uh, the, 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 the bottom shelf, and the baby's like, Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you just have to talk to them. Right? Yeah, right? just that moment. To and give and them that a break. smile or that kind word can go such a far away. Really can. Mitty, it's great to hear what's going on at Gears. Again, the website, www.geersgears.org. We'll take you there. And if you're looking for child care and it's largely because of Gears, we have a little site called qualityrated.org where you can search for quality early childhood education, uh, also pre-K classes uh, that are located close to you. Uh, Mindy, I know we'll see you probably again tomorrow, but thanks for being (laughs) Tomorrow's Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for all your work, though. We appreciate it. And please let everybody at Gears know uh, how much we appreciate the partnership. We will. And equally, we love working with you. So thank you. We have a lot more work to do together. Yes. Now your questions from the water cooler. My name is Margaret Armour. 
and I'm an inclusion specialist with um, practices and support services. And my question for the commissioner is, I know that we've had some expansion in inclusion, um, and I'm just curious to know, um, is there any talk or any um, plans on expanding the um, unit even more with more behavioral support specialists as well as inclusion specialists? Well, Margaret, there's um, definitely always a need for increased inclusion specialists and behavior specialists. Right now, I would say no, we're not looking at um, an additional expansion. Um, I think first and foremost, we've got to make sure that this current expansion, we can get fully staffed and fully trained and out into the field because I know those services are so very needed. And I'm excited about the expansion that we were able to make happen uh, recently. You know, our decal download quiz gives everyone listening a chance to win a really nice prize, like something from King of Pops, the World of Coke, Center for Puppetry Arts, Cartersville Booth Museum, and Noah's Ark Animal Sanctuary. Let's give you a chance to win a nice prize. All you have to do is answer this question correctly. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers. Email us at decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. Here's your question. Who is the executive director of the Georgia Early Education Alliance for Ready Students. Who is the executive director of the Georgia Early Education Alliance for Ready Students? Answer that question correctly. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers, and you'll win a nice prize. Thanks for playing, and good luck. Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.